Welcome, 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 everybody, to the Heineman Brothers Hockey Show. I am CJ Heineman. Uh, I do this show about hockey with my brothers. We just uh, got started a little late this week, um, so we're, we're coming out a little late, but uh, it's all worth it. We have our post-Stanley Cup talk. We got teams already making deals, uh, so the summer's off to a, a, a good start. Tyler's got some flyers rant. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to put my aisles up on a little bit of a higher pedestal than I would have last year. Um, we'll get into what we're doing over the summer, what the teams are going to be doing over the summer. Plus, play Gloria. Guys, holy shit. Uh, Ty, I, I'm sure you had to watch it in a bunker out there in Boston. But uh, <laughs> let me know uh, like where you watched the game, what you thought. Yeah, I guess I'm getting uh, introduced before Lou today. Um, but... Yeah, I guess we got to start with the cup. Uh, so many offseason moves been a little bit removed from the cup, um, almost a week now. Um, but yeah, I watched it alone. Every time I go with my Bruins, uh, my friends that are Bruins fans, they win. But uh, I think game three was the last time I did it. Blues lost seven to two. Um, so I watched it at home. Was I think the next stage the most relieved guy in Boston. Um, just that I didn't have to deal with the parade, not only at work, but just with my friends. Um, just, you know, I didn't gloat at all. I don't think it's my place to gloat. I'm not a fucking blues fan. Um, so I kept to myself. But, you know, when people brought it up, I think the Bruins fans that are are really Bruins fans, they they weren't bitching. You know, they were saying, what the fuck was Marshawn doing on that play? And, you know, Bennington played really well and the blues deserved it. That was pretty much the bottom line that I got. Um, my roommate Nolan and guys like McCarthy, uh, you know what? They're just, they're just mad. Cause you know, you're, you're one win away and it's not like you can, can act like you deserved it because you know, you didn't get that 16th win. So, very relieving for me. Um, being in the city of Boston, I kind of get to walk around normal again. Not just fucking nervous as fuck for two months. But, um, yeah, I, you're right. I watched it in a bunker. Um, I didn't think I deserved to. I think it was lose-lose either way. If the Bruins won or lost, I, I wouldn't have been in a good spot. I, any bar <laughs> I would have been in, whether it was mine or any other one. So on my couch it was. And, of course, the uh, third voice of our podcast, uh, Lou, did you know that the Blues had Martin Brodor from 2000? Huh? Uh, that's It's funny because they really have Jordan Bennington, but uh, compared to the rest of the series, he was like a early 2000 oh. Martin Brodor out there. <laughs> Sorry, that went right over my head right now. Um, <laughs> uh, but Are yeah, you no, awake? Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> anyway where'd you watch the game lou uh in my dorm room i've got a good setup with the projector so i had a couple of buddies come over we watched game seven um again lewis does not go to college no <laughs> it's, it's a dorm I'm CJ, okay i'm sorry, sorry. it is it is lou. it is i just like it i just like saying that um but you know obviously uh happy to see boston not win another championship um didn't really have a dog in the fight, but was was definitely pulling for the Blues. Um, and what a hell of a series we had. I mean, that's the best one in a while. And I have to kind of take out the, the back-to-back Penguins one because that's bias for me. I don't know how good those series really were. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah, the the best one in a while. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly deserved that Con Smythe. Um, I'll go ahead. It was and a good say time. It was the, one of the best fucking postseasons in general, not just the Cup. Oh yeah. But I mean, guys, I always say this, and Dad will always say it. But when your team's not in it, you can really appreciate it. You can just root for fucking game sevens, mm-hmm. overtimes, comebacks, all that shit. And we had all that. Um, just an unbelievable year of hockey. I can't believe the year's wrapping up. Um, doesn't mean the podcast is wrapping up, but man, man, that was fun. Yeah, and talk. I was just thinking today that like I already miss like the first two rounds. There's just because like three, four games every yeah. night, yeah. You just flip back yeah. and forth between them, and it's all good because it's all playoff hockey. Yeah, I think also um, starting the show this season, uh, like uh, it kept us. Not that we we're ever not, you know, paying attention, but I think I don't know how many negatives that was in that sentence. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> um, it just just the fact that we were able to get together and talk about it every week and uh between the fantasy and the, and the show um this whole season i enjoyed more than uh, more than anything in a long time i i paid pretty close attention i think while i was in the navy and um i lived in the bachelor life i get to you know watch tv whenever i want but uh but this one i paid really close attention to and of course we got one of the best playoffs like tyler said in a long time uh, eights beaten ones, uh, sweeps on top of sweeps on top of uh, game seven overtime winners. I mean, we kind of had it all. Lou, I wanted to uh, give you credit too. Um, I watched, I watched the Stanley Cup at home by myself as well because I live in Washington. And again, neither dog is mine, but happy to see the Blues win, of course. And uh, Lou, I, I had my phone off. Uh, <laughs> Good call. during the day because I knew that I was going to see something and uh, so when I finally turned it on after the game Smart and stuff there's, there's there's just like 30 text messages of like Lou trying to stop people from giving away group, the game. Chats, group <laughs> chats were popping up like crazy uh, well I, and uh, I even talked to dad over the weekend uh, it was Father's Day so of course a belated happy yes. Father's Day from the show but uh, and he was like, you know, I, I asked uh, I asked, who do you think the con Smythe is? I, d- I hope that didn't give it away. I was like, Dad, it wasn't it wasn't your group because Lou stopped that one before it died. It was it was it definitely would have been mom's <laughs> uh, just yelling blues. And she was pumped up for the uh, St. Louis win, of course, uh, her hometown. But uh, yeah, I got to commend you, Lou. Uh, good attempt. Uh, luckily. <laughs> Luckily, I I put a safety on myself. So yeah, I also want to take credit for the for the anti pick of the four one score anti picking the Bruins. <laughs> uh, okay, very well. <laughs> Good for um, you. Thanks, I, thanks, Lou. One of the things was like uh, something that I don't think I've ever noticed before, but um, quite a lot of fucks being thrown around. Uh, handing that cup around post game, every single one of them said fucking right. Never noticed that, except for Patty Maroon, who had just said "Holy fuck!" <laughs> As he raised the cup, but yeah, yeah, lots of fucks. Oh, I, dude, know, um, I mean, you won a state championship before. That's like, oh, that's all also... I'm saying. But I'm saying I don't notice it on the TV broadcast before. Fair, but I, yeah, I, I think you do always notice. Uh, they. I was going to fucking talk about it, but we've taken so long to talk 
about this or do this podcast, but uh, I think someone on Chicklet said like that commercial that they've done just leading up to the cup playoffs and how guys get asked like what's what do you feel like right now and and every single one of them like legends doesn't know what to say and i think that's the only words you can say is fucking fuck like fuck yes like fucking rights because there's no words that can really describe your emotions at that moment and i'm talking about a fucking new jersey bullshit state championship like sure it was awesome it was what we went for but at the same time like this is the epitome of the sport this is the pinnacle like I can only imagine, and I don't blame those guys. It, but it's so funny because they're all like O'Reilly said it. Oh shit, sorry, and he cursed again. <laughs> like <laughs> oh shit, sorry. Oh sorry. Like, <laughs> I am in no way mad at the players because you're right. No, I mean, I don't think it's, a, it's literally a yeah, it's a replacement for no words. Uh, you got to yell something, and I'm really just worried. Uh, or not worried. Worried's definitely the wrong word, but I'm I'm excited that NBC doesn't really seem to give a shit anymore. Well, I think uh, Doc. I think they went to commercial, and Doc kind of briefly, like, you know, sorry about the language there. Yeah. Uh, these players get excited. There, it's been an emotional, and like he explains it to the perfect extent. Where if there was a 12 year old kid listening, he he's like, "Mom, I've heard way worse than that." Like, <laughs> like, come on. It's all good and fun in the hockey world, and I think it keeps it there. Keeps it in the hockey world. So that was the first time they did the sparklers, right? They didn't do that last year. I missed the final last year, but seems yeah, like I, didn't, I th- yeah. I think Chicklets also mentioned, and yeah. and uh, I agree with them that uh, the photo of uh, Petrangelo worth, raising yeah. the cup with the sparklers uh, that <laughs> that's an epic photo. He's the man. Um, quick that correction. Goal, that goal he scored was. We didn't talk. We haven't really talked about the game at all. But <laughs> the, I mean, obviously, Bennington outplayed Rask a little bit. I mean, Rask couldn't probably have stopped any of those goals. But just clutch, clutch, clutch goals by guys who. This will definitely be like their only chance at the cup. Like pretty much every guy on that Blues team, I think. Um, you know, minus maybe some of the young guys, but. It's going to be hard for them to make that run again. They won two game sevens. Ah, dude, Petrangelo on that goal, like that to me is just like the epitome of a captain, like stepping up in the biggest fucking moment. You ask any Bruins fan, that second goal was the nail in the coffin. To make that move at the blue line and not just shoot it and then to backhand, and, yeah, it went under Rask's arm, but still a strong move. Fucking so happy for that guy. So happy for Petter. Well, and he handed it to Bo Meester, which I think Lou mentioned and Tyler confirmed that that would be a great second. Yep, good call, uh, Lou. Good call. So uh, a lot, and yeah, a lot of those Blues guys that you know have waited their whole career for something like this, and uh, yeah, you wonder what's going to happen to that team, Ty. But I don't think they're going to. I mean, I think they'll still be strong. No, I'm not saying that they'll like fall off. Um, I'm just saying that it's, they have a little bit of an older core, and you know they, they. I mean, with O'Reilly, they signed them, but just a lot of guys like Maroon was on a one-year deal, blah blah blah, year deal. Um, a lot of those guys, I don't think, will be able to. Cause, you know, you're you're asking for more money after you win the cup. That's for sure. Hopefully, they don't ask for that much because they love that city, but. 
it's so it's so tough to make those runs every year. Ask San Jose, you know. Yeah, well, uh, another thing you can ask San Jose is uh, how are you going to pay anybody else? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, are we moving on to the offseason? Uh, no, I just, uh, just wanted to give a little teaser for the Carlson signing. Uh, yeah, let's do What do you guys think? Well, I mean, well, hold I've been on, rambling I... on all day, so <laughs> Blues, Bruins, just... fuck. Let's just, uh, I want to talk uh, Ryan O'Reilly real quick because yeah. uh, he did win the Conn Smythe, um, deservedly so. Um, led the team in points of 23. Uh, first player uh, to score in four straight cup games since Gretzky did it in 1985. And one of three players to score four opening goals in a row. The other two guys never heard of Sid Smith in 1951 and Norm Ullman in 1966. Wait, every so, goal he scored was the first goal? No, he scored the opening goal for them in games four, five, six, and seven. Wow. So four in a row. Yeah. yeah. But that well, it wasn't all of his goals in that series. But the, yeah. Uh, but the four in a row. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's just big dick fucking I'm the man. I'm getting this team up and I'm going because they're following me. That's unreal. I didn't know every that. game, every game. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Every, uh, you guys, you guys have been following Sean Avery on Instagram. Please tell me yes. No, I still have to do it. I'll do it right now. Just, just uh, so you don't have to tell me again. No, you missed everything. You missed everything. The playoffs are over. Oh, uh, get it next year. He I mean, I, I think I saw like reposts of a lot of it. Yeah, he loves like Ryan O'Reilly. He also hates Boston fans. Oh my god, he's he gets he's just like taping himself watching the game. He's like, oh my god, look at this Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, oh, yes, let's go! Like he just celebrates, and then like third period, he has like these like makeup fucking like face masks on, and he's still watching the game. And it's just like, oh Avery, you are <laughs> you are such a one of a kind guy. He'll go outside and just like smoke a cigarette and be like, I can't wait to go up to Boston and say, fuck you, all you Boston fans. I swear, I'm, it's not me talking. This is Sean Avery. So ah, <laughs> you guys missed it. But I, I hope anyone watch, listening was a follower of him because he was incredible. Um, on, on the Ryan O'Reilly, I think it, it, he could have it could have been tough to call him the Conn Smythe, except for the fact that he did that. I mean, first goal of the game in every game from game four on, and those weren't his only goals in the series. I mean, yeah, he was the, he was the MVP because if you got to be the MVP of the playoffs, you got. I mean, all year he brings them there. He he a little slow in the beginning of the playoffs, but it's not like he disappeared. And then to have a finals like that, um, that's why Buff. I mean, that, that Buffalo. Sorry, Buffalo. That's why St. Louis went and got. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, what? Sorry, uh, Dad. What? Yeah. What podcast did I say? Like Con Smythe's, and I said O'Reilly. I'm pretty sure. And you guys were like, mm, "It's the whole playoffs." Yeah, that was uh, maybe uh, it was obviously right before the the cup. I think yeah. so. Uh, three or four ago. Yeah, um, I guess it was before the cup. Fuck, should have put a future on that. Yeah, that's a good call. But uh, the last thing I really want to say about that uh, game seven is uh, Jordan Bennington looked like a rookie a lot of that series. 
but man, was was he the difference in that first period? And every single game in that series was pretty much decided in that first period. Uh, whether whether it was Tuca shutting down three minutes and however many seconds that the Blues had offensive pressure, or whether it's Bennington in Game Seven making seventeen saves, uh, was it Game Five when he made maybe closer to twenty saves in the first period? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It was twenty. Yep, he may have looked like a rookie in a lot of the goals against in that series, but when the Blues needed him. He was there, and man, for a guy that got passed over a lot and uh, had to, you know, play he, last year, he was in Providence because uh, they didn't have a team for him. So, unbelievable run for Jordan Bennington. Uh, we'll get to some NHL awards later. He's nominated for Rookie of the Year, of course. Only played half of it, which makes it a tough argument. But uh, congratulations to him because Game Seven, he really did look like Martin Brodeur out there. Um, real quick, sorry, I did forget. <laughs> O'Reilly also played uh, uh, most of the playoffs. Uh, suffered cracked ribs in the Winnipeg series. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's absurd. Just like the amount of heart on that guy. Uh, but yeah, Bennington Siege, I love you. But was that fucking Dan Fulham out there versus Ridge? Like, oh my my freshman year, he just stood on his head. It reminded me a lot of that. Just like some. Point blank saves, sticking out the leg, or just flashing the glove. It was that guy. I, I actually thought Eddie Eddie Olchek was being like a little lame towards him, like calling a couple of them lucky. Uh, like yeah, but oh, you just got to put for a goaltender's good positioning, right? I mean, right, and and a lot of it, it a couple of the ones he, I think one of the ones he was talking about, he kind of came over and made a chest save, but he had to move to that and and. Be aware I mean, of where it was coming from. I mean, I don't yeah, know. I, I think that Eddie O was being a little harsh. Maybe he was being like that. I, I'm not sure when you're talking about, but after the first period, like second and definitely third, it just seemed like the Bruins were done. Like any any time they were like getting close, it was like you're not scoring. Um, so maybe he was feeling that a little bit. But the first period, Jesus Christ, they were peppering um, and. That's why that second goal was so big because they were, I think they had 17 shots uh, first period. Could be from another game, but I want to say that's right in game seven. Um, and only down one nothing. Like, that's so easily insurmountable. If you're the Blues, you're almost like shaking in your boots going into the locker room. But that second goal, Pitcherangelo, fucking hero. Thank you, Bennington. Moving on to the offseason. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yes, and now we get to look forward uh, to a whole a whole new fucking to, season. I don't have to listen all summer to the Stanley Cup Bruins because they're not Stanley Cup. <laughs> and that's right. Like, yeah, Flyers look good next year. Yeah, but they're not Stanley Cup champions. Neither are the Bruins. <laughs> um, yes, yes. Well, Brand new season where if all you got to do is get in. New hopes. All you- all you got to do is get in. Let me get a couple small ones out of the way before Tyler goes deep dive into the Flyers because they have certainly been the most active team so far. Um, but uh, the Kings bought out Dion Phaneuf's contract, um, which seemed like it was it was coming. He was making a ton of money. Um, and then 
Dallas Eakins is the new head coach of the Anaheim Ducks. He did a year and a half with Edmonton uh, a couple of years back. Guy looks like a villain in a, any movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, do you want to go I don't... your flyers or do we want to touch the other signings first? We can keep going. Keep going. All right. Uh, I know, CJ, you wanted to touch on this one a little bit. Uh, Carl Haglin uh, got a pretty big deal, um, in my opinion. Four years, $11 million, uh, average annual value of 2.75. Yeah. I think that's I mean, big. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a kind of a Haglin hater, I guess. He's played for the fucking Rangers, Penguins. Uh, he he had a cup of coffee with L.A. or Anaheim, yeah, Anaheim. one of them. Uh, but yeah. I'm wondering, I'm wondering, Washington's got. Um, I don't really know what their cap space is like, but they, they can't have a lot. And they got guys like uh, I think Burakovsky's coming off a rookie deal, and I thought it was. I don't think it was too much money. I thought it was longer term than. Uh, I would have thought four years, but really what surprised me is Duclair signed a one-year deal for $1.65 million. And I feel like Anthony In Duclair, Ottawa, right? yeah, yeah, but I feel like Duclair or Haglin, like those deals don't, uh, they don't make sense next to each other. How? You'd rather have, Duclair doesn't fit in anywhere. Look at Haglin. He's fit in. He fit in in New York. He went on a Stanley Cup run with them. He fit in in the Caps system when he went on a Stanley Cup run with them. Also fit in with the Penguins. Won a couple cups. Like, how can you not say this guy is worth $2.75 million a year? Duclair has bounced around to six teams, hasn't put up points, hasn't been on any team that's made the playoffs, and he's making barely a million less. I think Duclair's deal is more than he should have gotten, in my opinion. Haglin, maybe you don't want him for four years. Yeah, maybe you're eating that last year and a half. But, dude, that guy is so valuable. He kills penalties. See, when he came from the Kings, he was so ineffective in L.A., I'm pretty sure. When he came from the Kings, I was like, what are they doing? Why are they bringing this guy over? And he just fit in. He just he can kill penalties, and like I said, and he could just... I feel like he could play anywhere, and for I don't, most teams, any, anywhere in the lineup. So I don't know. I think the decline. I think the decline that Haglin's had over the last year uh, doesn't warrant a four-year deal. Fair, but yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm I'm worried about you know, how long he's going to be Carl Haglin because I think it, the upside uh, is is worth it. Two point seven five million. You're not. I mean, you're not sending him down to the minors. So, like, <clears throat> because at least he can, you know, be effective in other ways by by not getting goals or assists, but he'll he'll make a difference. He really will. I, mark my words here, boys. And the archive, we, we need to hire an intern to, like, go back. I know, I know. Because <laughs> I'm going to counter with uh, if he loses his legs in this next season, he's going to be completely ineffective. All right. Um, and to answer your question, Siege, uh, they got $10 million in projected cap space. But that being said, they need to pay Burakovsky, Dmitry Yaskin, uh, Jacob Vrana, uh, and then their young D-man, uh, Christian Juice. Juice. Well, so I, I, I bet Yaskin won't be there. 
Yeah, they're they're cutting Yaskin and they're paying. Eh. Verano's. What do you think gets more, Verano or Burkowski? They're both. They both were really good. Yeah, but uh, Verano's a little more um, established. No, uh, I'd say maybe a little bit, but not. I mean, they've been I don't in the league the same amount of time. It might I help. Think- I might help the. That might help the Caps by. You know, both of them kind of battling against each other. So you pay both from like four and a half, five, five, five and a half. Like that would be a pretty good deal, right? Yeah, I was gonna say that, but that's it. That's your that's your whole cap, unless you can give Juice a million. Mm, you can't. Yeah, you gotta no. give him like three and a half. Exactly. So uh, there's, I mean, they're more creative than we are off the top of our heads right now. I'm sure, but. Uh, um, okay, we will move on. Uh, okay, well, let's do um, Eric Carlson. Oh, my goodness. Paid. He's now the highest paid defenseman in the league. Yeah. Yeah, rec- uh, record, right? Uh, for paid. defenseman, yes. And does he does he get the eight years because he was Be- traded to them that season? Yeah, because he's staying with the same team. Mm. That's why he can get eight. I thought that was the rule. But uh, $11.5 million a year on the cap. Um, He's and getting they, 11 and a half? Yeah, that's their, that's his cap hit. It's 11.5. Oh, I thought it was 11. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, I don't... I mean, they have a lot of free agents in San Jose. That is just... Um... Yeah, so that'll take him through the 26-27 season. That's just like, I feel like when you got Burns right there, who could get pretty much almost that money, but he would take like nine, maybe ten. Like, ah, just that's frustrating to me. We should bring Stan on soon because ah, I love Carlson. but I, I wonder what he thinks. He t- pretty sure he sent me. We I think we sent each other the inst- different Instagram accounts saying it, um, like within a second of each other. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, obviously, uh, Timo Myers in RFA this year, he's going to get his first big deal, um, and then they got a lot of UFAs. I mean, how much money is Joe Pavelski going to pull? Yeah, I said uh, I very easily see him taking a, a hometown discount. He sent me TSN report, and I sent Pierre LeBrun, and I said that's a lot of moolah, and he said so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's he's along the same worries that uh, we're talking about now because, like Lou said, you got Meyer and LeBanc coming off yep. rookie deals, um, and then you got UFAs in. Pavelski and Donskoy and uh, Thornton. They're fucked. Well, they signed. Well, did they sign Thornton? Because he said he was coming back t- today. Or... Uh, they haven't no, signed him. No, he's not been signed. Oof. Wow. What if Thornton could leave? He could go to a, like another cup contender. Could would. pay him. You think he'd go back to Boston? Oh man. Oh my what god. A story for Dude. like a million bucks, you think Boston would pay him for a million bucks? Is that breaking on HBHS? Thornton back to Boston. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. Oh, 
I, mean, I need to get gorgeous. my Twitter back going. I had a rental phone for a bit. My, I haven't been able to hook up. Lou, send me all the info again. Please. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Coming to uh, your Twitter soon. Uh, Joe Thornton to Boston. <laughs> no one steal this. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, luckily, we, we control when we put it out. So, <laughs> yeah. Ah, hackers, uh, though. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is not a live broadcast. No. Um, not, not that anybody be listening right now anyway but <laughs> yeah yeah our uh, our 35 listeners a week are asleep um oh you want to talk flyers uh there's there's a little bit more if you want to save it save that for after or okay uh, fine hey we can go <laughs> into, um all right, we'll save Jordan Eberle for CJ's Islanders talk too. Skinner signed, right? Did we talk about that? Or was that yeah, last? that was last week. Okay. Um, Truba to the Rangers. Truba to the Rangers for the twentieth overall pick. Same uh, pick they gave. They for got Hayes. for Kevin Hayes, yeah, and Ridiculous. then a, um, and then a defenseman Neil uh, Pionk. Yeah, no Pionk. I think. Okay. Yep. Somehow got that right. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What are the Jets doing out there? Yeah, that was a dumb move for me uh, to get. Well, honestly, uh, no, it was smart for them to yeah. get the pick back. But um, they, they, they essentially got. Um, that was a cap. That was a cap give off to both of those guys. Like they didn't think they wanted to pay. Well, Hayes would have been a restricted free agent, but they got a fifth-round pick out of it, so why not? Mm-hmm. And then Truba, I don't think he's worth that money. I think the Flyers could have used him, but they didn't get to him. And they probably were underbid by the Rangers. So. Truba wanted out, too. Right. Um, so, I mean, I just think they they didn't have the run they wanted, so they needed to make a couple changes and... I think they're doing a good job, but I just don't know why they even signed Hayes in the first place or even traded for him. But, well, they got him rid of him. We got a fifth for him. And their first round pick back. So, um, let's see. Uh, so the Penguins traded defenseman Olimata to Chicago for a uh, 23 year old forward Dominic Cahoon and a fifth round pick. Um, I like the trade, except. Pittsburgh does not really need to be getting rid of defensemen right now. Um, I mean, it's a good deal. Uh, but, I mean, it, I guess they're going to be really asking uh, defensemen, young defensemen, to step up next year unless they make big moves. Who's it going to be? Uh, I do want to get into some uh, market demand talk because the aisles are looking for that too. I mean... A uh, young guy that really stepped up last year was uh, Ricola. Ricola. Uh, don't sue us, Ricola. Um, real young Finnish uh, kid who who's looked promising. Uh, like definitely looked like a young defenseman at times last year. But if he can take a step, that would be good. Um, the Patterson kid we picked up from uh, Anaheim. Uh, looked really good to me all season. Um, I mean, it's going to have to be by committee uh, right now. I well, know. I also think, Lou, that you got 
you got a young Ford who, I mean, Cahoon was pretty good for the Hawks. Uh, yeah, had a very last, good year. Yeah, and obviously you got him on a rookie deal. Mm-hmm. Where and it's, it's cap, cap too. That's right, where trade too. what does Bottom make? Three, four, uh, four? Th- uh, somewhere right around three or four million, yeah. So that's nice. Mata's Mata's just like not that effective offensively, I feel like, so he's okay to get rid of. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like he's he, uh, he kind of seemed like he wanted to be an offensive defenseman but didn't really have the skill for it. I don't know. Well, anyway. Um All right. We're, we're, we're going to release Penguins should go for... after uh Strawman. I think he'd fucking Ooh, I think he'd fit in there. Sick. Put Strawman you know, you know who I like uh I like for the Isles better than Strawman is uh Alex Edler. Eats up minutes. Uh I think he I mean he played like 70 games this year, uh like 25 points, but 25 minutes a game. Uh Isles need a a home guy like that. Strawman's nice too, but uh I kind of like Alex Edler from Vancouver. Yeah, he's good. All right, we'll let we'll let Tyler loose. Um, Flyers placed uh, defenseman Andrew McDonald on waivers. Uh, trade Rocco Gudis like. to the Capitals for Matt Niskanen, which I think is just an out and out win for the Flyers, in my opinion. I mean, obviously the Caps are dumping cap space, but uh, and then they go and get a, a true shutdown defenseman in Justin Braun for a couple of draft picks. So go ahead, Ty. You got to be pretty happy so far with this week. And and today. And today they signed Kevin Hayes. Oh, for yes. Seven years, seven years at uh, 49.99999. Didn't give him that 50. <laughs> 7.14 AAV, I believe. Yep. Um, I guess to start on the D side, I fucking love it. Uh, that's always what we've been struggling at besides the goalie. Hopefully, you know, heart pans out. So the next spot is just, you know, strap up those young guys with veteran. And this can has been to cups. He's one one and fucking Braun is just an absolute terrible out on the blue line. But he blocks shots. He gets pucks out. He's probably going to be the best to play with like fucking. Sandheim, I think I see him with. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people are talking about Gosses Bear getting traded. Um, who knows? I would love to keep him. You got him and Provorov put either with Niskanen. Um, and you got, you're looking at a pretty solid decor right there. So that's the first step. And then you add a guy like Kevin Hayes. Um, I think I said a siege. You said I said six and a half, maybe seven. I thought I'd get paid. And uh, yeah, I think I think you were worried it was if it you didn't want it to be more than seven, right? So it's barely over seven. Um, you got to do it and trade the fifth round for him. You can't waste that. Um, and hope just works out. Seven years is a lot. Um, Kev was texting me, he's never been a big Kevin Hayes fan. Um, for reasons obviously that he's a Ranger fan and Kevin Hayes never won a cup there, and um. But he was just saying seven years is brutal for you guys. It's going to suck. He's going to suck for you guys. But uh, <laughs> I think he fits in our system. So 
Fuck the haters. Fuck the Rangers. Um, I'm hoping. I mean, the Flyers always lose, and they never end up well the last few seasons. And then they go into this next season with a good outlook, but they don't fucking do anything really. They go get Michael Newworth, or they go get Brian Elliott. Like, it's it's bullshit. Like, you need to change up the team. It's not just the goalies. So, I'm glad Chuck Fletcher in his first off season is really making a splash. And let's fucking let's fucking roll. I feel like he's not done. I feel like he's not done. Next podcast, there's going to be another trade. So. They certainly have the cap space for it. They're still not even at the minimum. Exactly. They're not even at the floor. So they're just going to keep fucking signing, guys. Who knows who they're going to get next. Um, so I would take Strauman. I would take Edler. I would take Tyler Myers. Um, he's got a great first name. Um, Tyler Ennis is also a free agent, I'm pretty sure. Um, Don Skoy, fuck it. We'll take We'll take Phil Pula back. Yeah, Ron Hainsey, love him. Love Hainsey. Jake Gardner, Cody CC. Yeah, I'll take Gardner. I said I tweeted that out a long time ago. Actually, when all the Toronto haters were hating on Gardner, I said the Flyers will take him. (laughs) Yeah, I've been looking at I've been looking at the defensive uh, free agent board for the Islanders because I mean we have twenty two point two million in cap space. we have to sign Anders Lee, um, and if we don't sign Anders Lee, we got to go get a big, big name. But uh, he's our captain, so. But he's he's not he he's not going to be that expensive. Uh oh, I hope not. Um, yeah, now, yeah, we'll see. Uh, year. I'll give him eight. Okay. Nine, eight. Yeah, hopefully not too much more than eight. Um. And then Robin Leonard, we got to sign. Now, uh, obviously, he had a huge, huge year um, on a one-year deal with us. So um, I hope we sign him. I really like Leonard. I think he, I think he could be a good goalie in this league, which is, I feel like it's kind of hard to come by. And I like Leonard. I, I'd like to build this team with him. So hopefully, you don't have to give him more than five. But um, he had a big year. So then, yeah, I'm looking at defensemen like Edler and Strawman and Gardner. And I don't know if Tyler Myers really fits on the Isles blue line, but um, we're only losing guys like Kunackle, Philpula, uh, Seidenberg. Uh, RFA is Beauvillier, who I like. Uh, but he's not going to be expensive either. So going out and getting like a Donskoy might be nice. When's the last time Seidenberg played? Uh, he played last year, a couple games. Dennis Seidenberg. Forgot about that beauty. guy. No, I didn't. no way I can forget about that guy. <laughs> uh, Cody Cece is interesting too. I, I assume Ottawa will be able to sign him. But... Uh, it's not a bad D man coming off a rookie d- deal. Mm. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of him. Lou, you sleeping over there? No. Anyway, and then Siege. Obviously, you got Everly signing uh, pretty big for you guys. Right, right. Pretty I good, uh, pretty good deal to be honest. Great deal on Everly, uh, which makes up for the. Uh, uh, I was a little high on the, uh, the Nelson deal because um, Nelson signed first for. Uh, 
uh, 36 million over six years. So right at 6 million a year. And I thought I didn't, Nelson had a big year. So, but then Everly takes 5.5 over five years and those deals together are awesome. Uh, I, but I got Lou Lamorello up there in the front office. So, uh, in Lou, we trust out on the Island. Now, uh, I'm looking forward to the Islanders also being a little bit busier, uh, in, in the next few weeks. Yeah. That's surprising. Nelson got more than Everly. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's uh yeah, combined two years th- younger. He's, um, well, Everly kind of came alive later in the season and mm-hmm. especially, uh, especially in that penguin series. Uh, in round one, he's, so. a, he's a number one pick, isn't he? Uh, I believe yeah. he is. Yeah, he's round, one of sure. those Edmonton picks. I mean, he's just got to love playing with Barzell, I would imagine. Yeah, uh, they got to keep those guys together. Yeah, well, Barzell, Barzell is he's the only reason Tavares leaving is okay, but pretty much, yeah, uh, he's I feel like he's not even looked at as really a superstar i mean he won he won his rookie of the year and he he didn't he didn't slump too bad sophomore but uh yeah i i like where the aisles are going especially if we can sign leonard um that that does it pretty much is awesome the fucking nba has been going off with all the free agency shit but now that the nhl's going it's way fucking better need to get back on twitter jesus that's where it all goes down Oh, how do we expect to do it? Fuck, sorry, guys. It's on me. Back to Twitter, I go. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get some easy practice. Well, actually, it might be harder during the offseason. <laughs> but uh, either way, um, we got uh, NHL awards tomorrow night. That we do. Um, so, Lou, you want to you wanna list off some awards and maybe we'll we'll pick our winners real quick? All right, sure. Um, uh, obviously, one that's been uh, talked about a little bit of recently is the the Selkie, uh, doing that we had dueling Selkie uh, contestants in the final, Patrice Bergeron, Ryan O'Reilly, and Mark Stone. All right, so if uh, if you got a vote, who's your Selkie? Man, this 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 one's might be the hardest one. I mean, I I didn't really see a lot of Stone. I did not watch a lot of Ottawa uh, this year. So hard to say for me. Um, I don't know. It's hard to keep the, that postseason out of your mind. Yep, exactly. They're going to they're gonna pick O'Reilly. Yeah. And it happens in college sports. It happens in the NFL. It happens in every fucking sport. It's the uh, it's a season MVP, but if that guy ends up winning the national championship or winning the Stanley Cup or the fucking finals MVP or the playoff MVP, they're going to win it. So... And he did it by winning the Selkie against the other fucking Selkie. So don't tell me he's not going to win it. Put your life on that bet. <laughs> Lou trying to uh, avoid keeping his, his biases out. Or Man, I'm go- double negatives all day today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep, nope. <laughs> anyway, I, I agree with you, Ty. I mean... Uh, I would have thought it was between Bergeron and O'Reilly anyway, which I feel like makes it fair to count the playoffs since they played uh, all the way to the end, both of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, O'Reilly is the, was the one bright spot in a dark blues beginning, and uh, he kept him going all year round with his two-way play. 
So that's sulky for me. All right. We got the Vesna finalists of Ben Bishop, Robin Leonard, and Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, I mean, I got to imagine it's going to be Vasilevsky. It it will be. Uh, Vasilevsky and Tampa Bay uh, were a record-breaking team. Uh, they're the best team in a long time, almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. The most dominant team. And uh, Vasilevsky, did, he was hurt for a little bit, but, um, I mean, when he was in, they rarely lost. I think uh, I think Bishop has a chance because Siege, like you said, when he was hurt, Domingue was in, and Domingue he let up a lot of goals, but they still won. So I don't know. I think Bishop had a really. I think he had. I don't know the numbers at all. I think he had the lowest like save percentage. I mean, highest save percentage, lowest goals against maybe. Um, but Bishop was just a beast. So I think he has a chance of beating Vasilevsky. But yeah, he's he's definitely the favorite, the Ruski. I'm taking Bishop, though. Um, all right, we'll go to the Norris. Uh, Brent Burns, Mark Giordano, and Victor Hedman. Um, I think Mark, Mark Giordano yeah, really deserves it. I do root for Giordano in this one, although Burns could very possibly get another Norris. I'll defer to... Uh, resident defenseman for this uh, debate. Gotta I'll be take Gio, Burns, though. I'll take Burns, though. Gotta be Gio. NHL loves Burns. They do. They do. But he was so good this year, and he fucking actually put up the points, and Calgary just their first in their conference. Like, I think it's it's gotta be him, man. It's gonna be him. Um... All right, we'll go down to the the Jack Adams Coach of the Award or the Coach of the Year Award. King of the Wall. <laughs> uh, Craig Berube, John Cooper, and Barry Trotz. This is a tough one because you got you got Craig Berube who took a team from worst to first. I mean, obviously you're not counting postseason, but they were the best team in the second half. John Cooper, who put together the best regular season we've seen since ninety five ninety six. Uh, and then Barry Trotz, who took uh, just completely turned around the New York Islanders. Um, uh, I guess I'll be easy and just go John Cooper with it. See, I think it's not John Cooper. Well, maybe it's just because, like, I fuck, I know he got swapped in the first round, but I also feel like that season was like they, they don't give the coach of the year to Steve Kerr after the Warriors won 73 games. Like, it's just the players fucking rolling out there like Kucherov scoring 120 something points like Stamkos ripping it up like oh uh, it's so good so I think you got to give it to a guy like Trotz who works with a team who's not as skilled um, or Berube who takes a team who is just in the shambles not in shambles they believed in themselves but just couldn't fucking patch a game together um, so I hope it goes to one of them. It could go to Cooper, just like it could go to Vasilevsky, but uh, I'm taking Trotz on that one. Uh, Sorry, Siege. I taking no, it's, it's fine. I'm uh, I'm a little surprised you didn't take Berube, just knowing that I'm going to pick Barry Trotz. Well, um, <laughs> but uh, with John Cooper's accomplishments, and like Tyler said, it's kind of hard to pick any Lightning at this point because like their season seems fake because of the uh, the sweep in round one. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, Barry Trotz took an Islanders team that even I, uh, when we started this podcast at the beginning of the season, did not think that we'd be very good. I didn't think we had a competitive team. And he went in there and he convinced them to follow a system that put them in first place for a long stretch uh, until maybe about a month left in the season when Washington passed us again. And then uh, through, I know the playoffs don't count. We keep saying that, but uh, you know, sweeping the penguins, nobody saw that coming. I know that uh, including myself and uh, Barry Trotz did it all year. Whereas Barube took a, he did turn around that blues team, but that's a blues team that needed a couple quick changes and they had the, they had the talent and the men in the room to, to turn it around the whole time. I think, although I'm sure Barube deserves some of that credit, but uh, you know, you know, I'm going Homer Barry trots. All right. Next up, we got the Calder trophy race. Uh, as aforementioned, Jordan Bennington, Rasmus Stalin, the number one overall pick and Elias Peterson. This to me is a no brainer. It's Elias Peterson. Definitely not a no-brainer. <laughs> Jordan Bennington only played half a year, and Peterson outscored rookies by like 15 points with oh, yeah. missing Pe- 20 games. Yeah, Peterson was the best skater, but was he the best rookie of the year? Yes. Because I think Jordan Bennington was. Jordan Bennington lost like four fucking games. Uh, and yeah, maybe he only played half the year, but his numbers, along with... Uh, the win to loss ratio, I, the Blues aren't there without him, and uh, I think he was the best rookie out there. Now Peterson probably gets it, but I'm voting for Jordan Bennington because I it's think he strong, was the best. It's a strong point, Siege, but like you wonder when they do the voting, like uh, all the writers and whoever that decides, like do they do it right when the season ends? Because if they do, then like Lou said, it's easily going to Peterson. I'm pretty sure. But if they wait till halfway through the playoffs or, say, after the Cup, when Bennington becomes the first rookie ever to win 16 games in postseason history, like, you never know. You never know who they're going to vote. But I'm going to go with Peterson as well. I think he just, even, even that, that Bennington did in the playoffs, is still pretty close to what Peterson did like in the season, just the way he controlled the play and really took over as like, what is he eight, like 19 years old? Like absurd. He is so good. I'm so excited to have him in the league touchdown. All right. Next up. Um, you know, it's hard to compare players and goalies. It really is. It, it is. is. Um, Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally the heart, uh, which this one I think is the most no brainer of them all. Uh, Sidney Crosby, Nikita Kucherov, and Connor McDavid. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be Kucherov, right? He had the most points since Mario. Mario. Kucherov how probably wins the... this, but I'm surprised you're not arguing Crosby. Yeah, how is any, any, like, any, anything with those three names a no brainer? I don't think anything he, involved. The man this. put up 128 points. It's it's late for Lou, so he's just wishing he wasn't using his brain right now. That's <laughs> no, no, I, 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 Sid had a great year, uh, first hundred point one in a, in a couple, but he did not have a better year than Nikita Kucherov, and I think Connor McDavid all... didn't make the playoffs. So, well, yeah, but you don't have to make the playoffs to be 
I mean, it helps when the other two did. But but I think it was on like NHL Tonight or NHL Now. I don't remember the stats, um, and it was a while ago. But it was something like when uh, it's, it was just like Crosby against the other team. or Well, I'm not even going to bring uh, this up. Penguins now, plus minus while Crosby's on the ice. Yeah, versus yeah. Versus on the ice. It's stupid. Yeah. And that's that's kind of like, uh, well, he's the reason the he's probably the reason the Penguins were in the playoffs. Yeah, but yeah. like you said, McDavid can still like the plays he makes. You just see on a nightly basis, and like when they win, it's because he scores two goals and has an assist, or like yeah, but you like, know has a shorthanded goal. So I do think that's valuable as well. It's like it's very tough, but so Connor McDavid had 116 points, but was only a plus three. Yeah, but he's the only player on his team. Right. I mean, you can't save every goal as well when you're supposed to be the only guy to score, you know? It's easy for Crosby to kind of play both ways. It's not easy, but he's, <laughs> he's the he's the best at playing both ways because I think he has other guys who he can support, like have support him, like fucking Gensel and Kessel and Malkin, who he can give the puck to and get the puck out, and they can make a move themselves, where McDavid kind of has to just do it himself if he's not playing with dry saddle so so it's different ty ty are we playing are we playing devil's advocate or uh or are we actually taking someone other than kucherov playing devil's advocate yep i'm taking kucherov as well he's gonna win it uh for for a second there i thought we were going to have uh, Ty pick McDavid, me pick Crosby, which that would have been a doozy, and Lou <laughs> pick Crosby. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm glad we all agree. Well, uh, 86 Crosby, 86 McDavid, all right? All right, very nice. Um, uh, I didn't like that. a quick look just... at, our, uh, at our NHL awards. You didn't so, like that? Huh? Eh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not. I kissed the restaurant goodbye. 86 restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't, so. <laughs> well, yeah, but you, you moved up in it. I was stuck in the kitchen. <laughs> hey, I love the kitchen. <laughs> You're not yeah. in it. I'm, I'm liking it more and more now <laughs> at home. Nice. So, uh, uh, see, do you want to do what you up to? Sure, yeah, yeah. We haven't done what you up to in quite some time. Uh, Lou, Lou, what you up to? Um, nothing much. Or, or do you want do you want uh, Tyler to go first since uh, <laughs> he planned on doing this? <laughs> no, so, I'm. So you can think about what you up to. I'm. I'm pretty much know what I'm up to. <laughs> now it's what you up to. Um, uh, started playing in a summer soccer league. Um, uh, about to start uh, taking some uh, some clep tests, basically. Tests I can take to get college credit towards my associate degree. Um, got coined by my commander last week, which is very cool. What's um, that mean? Um, so in the military, there uh, is a big kind of culture thing around um, what are called challenge coins. Um, so, for instance, when I graduated uh, BMT, I got in my airman's coin. Um you can get coins um, for doing good things or doing really well. Um, so, for instance, I took part in getting our base ready for a, a major cybersecurity um, 
inspection and we got an excellent rating on it. So basically everyone uh, that uh, worked on it, either if they already had a commander's coin, they got a decoration. And if they didn't, they got coined by the commander. Do these decorations or coins mean anything or are they just like participation trophies? It's a drinking game. Yeah. Whoever's got the best coin wins. So you just got a very good coin. If you're at the bar and you slap a coin down and you can beat the next guy's coin, uh, then he's buying rounds. Or or like you he chugs a beer. Like you could do it anyway, but it's really it is based on it is like a kind of a military cult thing. Um I think So like biggest someone, nerd wins. Well, it's like whoever's dick is bigger, basically. So like I have yeah, I have a captain of the ship coin. So that, that? I got that because um, so one of the guys in my squadron, uh, Jin, uh, Chinese dude, uh, he wasn't paying attention, and we were getting the jet ready in the six-pack, which is like right next to where the planes land. And the plane's coming in to land, and he, he went to walk right around the nose of our aircraft, and he would have been right in the way, and he went over the line, and I stepped over, and I grabbed him, and we both got, had to go up and see the old man, or not the old man, but uh, the air boss, and then uh, the captain gave me came in and gave me a coin, and <laughs> Jin got in trouble, but uh, but my captain of the boat coin, uh, Lude, have to chug a beer. Yeah, because that that's the equivalent of me getting like uh, my base commander to give right. me a coin. Hmm. Sounds pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 very much a cult military thing. Gotcha. You're right. I wouldn't get it. <laughs> it's it sounds it sounds kind of yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it sounds, sounds kind of like stamp collecting, but, but... <laughs> hey, it sounds pretty fucking lame. <laughs> Why well, don't you guys just play Dungeons and Dragons? Well, that goes on plenty. Believe me, yeah. the military is <laughs> way nerdier than you think it is. Yeah. I bet that's why you found some risk and access and allies, buddies, right? Yeah, of course. I'm in aviation, and he's in I lose in IT. So we're oh, right God. there, I'm just going to get a little nerdier. Anywho, Ty, what you up to? Uh, oh, I'm going to see Adam Sandler tomorrow. Oh. Got offered some tickets, so fuck it. Uh, I guess he had a Netflix special. I should try and watch it, but uh, some funny songs and um, comedy, stand up in between shit. He's a funny guy, right? So why not? Yeah, I saw his Netflix thing. Uh, Chris Christina showed it to me. So we're oh, gonna watch. What'd you, what you think of it? No, we didn't watch it yet, but uh, I'm looking for. I watched the preview. It's like him and Jennifer Aniston, and uh, they're on like a a murder. She like reads murder mysteries on the way to their honeymoon after they've been married for like twenty years, and then uh, uh, they end up in a murder mystery. So, not sure that's it. I'm gonna say that sounds more like a movie than a comedy <laughs> special. That, that that is a movie. Okay, that's, that's I think yeah, I was no, referring to like a stand-up a, comedy special. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that on Netflix. I just saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The man's been busy, and he's playing in Boston. Well, it's, yeah, it's in Mansfield. Which is it's like forty five minutes from here, Boston. Sure, <laughs> Sandler's playing in Boston. <laughs> Just like that's where the Patriots play. It's gonna be freaking sweet. 
There it no, is. It's not in Foxborough. Lou. <laughs> I was making a comment that that is also far outside of Boston. I know oh, that that oh, is sorry. not Foxborough. Sorry. Yeah, they're not. They're not called the Boston Patriots. Yeah. Never mind. What, what are we arguing about? I tried, I tried to rip on Boston. You guys attacked me for it. <laughs> well, it, just be right much, about it. It's not as much fun, thanks to the Blues. Actually, it's mind, just it's as much fun. Still, yeah, it's still pretty fun. So, uh, Kidge, what you up to? Uh, well, actually, uh, Thursday, we, uh, we being my wife and I, uh, signed the papers for our, our first house. So, uh, oh, buddy, going on to the next level. Um, you know, moved out here to Washington last end of August, so it's been nine, ten months, and uh, we like it. Obviously, um, like it enough at least, and it's nice because we get to my lease isn't up until the end of August. So we'll kind of slowly move in, do some work on the place before we put our shit in it. Um, but yeah, buying a house, most expensive thing I've ever bought. Oh, I should hope so. Not a big deal. <laughs> buying a house. That's, it. That's dope. Um, also the, the in-laws are coming out for 4th of July. So uh, we'll have two houses then <laughs> oh, that, oh, there you go i'm gonna be in north carolina with kelly's family for that week nice. very excited i'll probably be in boston with nobody <laughs> <laughs> you got, got friends that sounded depressing but i just meant i'll probably be at work like i'll shut it down probably at 8 p.m because I'll, I'll just be like i'm nope no one is going to like. No one's in the city, you know. Really, they're on rooftops or watching the fireworks. So, but uh, gotta work. So fuck it. Fourth of July is overrated. No, it's not. It's a great holiday. Fuck yeah. One of my favorites. Uh, like to do the Fourth of July parties. Me and Lou did the smoke wings the one year, okay. and uh, that's actually probably one of the better. It's the only. It's the first time we used the smoker. And it was fucking awesome. Yeah, it worked pretty well. Yeah, when did we start? We we didn't like start in the middle of the night either. We started like what seven in the morning. Just yeah, chicken. it took it took us a long time to get the temperature up, but once we got it up, it was good. It actually stayed level, yeah, for a little yeah. while. Anyway, I'm gonna, bring back, I'm gonna bring back block parties. My my new house is gonna on like a little coldest. <laughs> you want try bring, roller try. hockey? Uh, f- fuck yeah! Well, I don't know how much, you know. That might be way down the road when I have some minions. <laughs> Picture like Fred Armisen. That'll uh, th- like, that, what do you guys plan? <laughs> that'll give that that time baseball. to get that city into hockey anyway. Playing baseball, Jim. Uh, I think you'd be surprised uh, with the uh, the NHL team coming to Seattle. Like it's a big sports it's a big sports oh, area, and uh, you know we got the silver tips right here. I'm gonna get real into the silver tips next year. <laughs> Why not? Well, I got I got a quick two hockey history if you guys want to do it. Hell yeah. Um, so the 1990 draft was pretty pretty sick. Uh, some some small names like uh, Keith Kachuk, Darian Hatcher, Daryl Sador, Keith Primu, uh, Doug Waite. 
You said 85? Zuboff. No, this is 1990. Um, also, so two of the league's great were, greats were drafted in Yamir Yager, taken um, at number five, and Martin Brodeur taken at number 20. Do you guys know who the number one overall draft pick was in 1990? It's no one that I named. <laughs> uh, man. Was he Russian? No. He was Canadian, so that doesn't help you at all. I th- I'm pretty sure Patrick Gua was 1989, and I don't even know if he was number one. Ooh, man, that's tough. Let me give you a couple guys for age reference. Number two was Peter Nedved. Number three was Primu. Uh, four was Mark Recchi. Eric Lindros. Love it. Ty? Yep. Your seconding, Eric Lindros? Yep. It was Olin Nolan. Ooh. Sorry, Owen Nolan. Owen Nolan. I feel like that is just like great guess. Yeah. I don't know what he might have been earlier, Lindros. But I know his career ended short, and it was in like the late nineties. So, Eric Lindros uh, drafted ninety-two, so right there. Ooh, all right. Was uh, he number one? I'm pretty sure he was. Let me see. Frickay was. Yeah, first overall. Boom. Still wrong. Yes. Was that it? Uh, No, I got got one more. Uh, In 1979, the Hockey Hall of Fame waived its usual three-year waiting period uh, and inducted this player as the youngest player ever inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Did someone die? No, no one died. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gordie Howe. I don't know. Pierre LeBron. Oh, where is it? Oh, no. Sorry. Uh, Bobby Orr. Oh, I was going to say that. I was literally between those two, but I thought Bobby Orr played later than 79. Because no, of that he, goal? He got, in, he got inducted like the year he, like literally like months after he retired. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because he scored the goal in, or well, because he was part of the cup team in the late 70s for the Bruins. I know that. So, yeah. Bobby Orr. When did when did uh, Gordy Howe retire? Was he? Did he make it to the? He was in the seventies too, right? I don't think he ever retired. Yeah, he's still playing, right? <laughs> uh, which which stint? Uh, his <laughs> nineteen eighty. Oh, so that was that was probably fucking close too. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because he was inducted after his. He was he was a playing Hall of Famer. Oh. He got inducted after he retired the first time. <laughs> oh, duh. A player. Uh, well, a player. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I, at least at least I had my retirement ages uh, kind of in my brain. This is more for me than for for anyone listening. No brainer. <laughs> no uh, brainer. <laughs> uh, do Pop Star of the Week? No, we're doing Pop Star of the Year. Oh, but I had a good one. Oh God! Fuck. Season's over, boys. We got to look forward to a new one. So, pops star of the year. It's tough. Yeah, especially when I spring it on you right now. Yeah. That's cool. Um. That's cool, man. 
I'm going to go uh, Blues Captain, Alex Petrangelo. Um, After I pump his tires the whole pod. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He was one I always kind of had a sleeper for, for the Con Smythe. I, he had a, yeah. a great playoffs. I mean, every time he was out there on the ice, um, he was excellent defensively. One of the best sticks that I saw um, out there this this playoffs. Um, but stuck with the team all year. You know, he's wearing that captain uh, C, so he's he's got arguably the most pressure on him. Um, and he, he really got it done this year. So it's, it's hard to not pick a blue for pop star of the year. Lou, do you want to say you're a week one? Cause you're excited I, yeah. about it. I know I had Alex Morgan who put up a five spot on Thailand. Yeah. And she was celebrating like it was her first. Well, yeah. It's a, world, it's a world cup record. You guys know that I'm a huge Alex Morgan fan. I had her posters up in my room, but, uh, that was, that was sad that she was counting her goals. It's like, Jesus Christ, act like you've been there before. Even though it's a World Cup record, whatever. You're also beating the team 13-0. Like, come on, show some class. It's Thailand. Would have looked a lot fucking cooler if she just fucking ran over. And Megan Rapinoe doing that little scissor kick thing. That was bad. What the fuck was that? (laughs) That was worse, yes. That that was worse. That was bad. Maybe they thought that they were in Thailand. (laughs) You don't need class there. Yikes. Shots fired at Thailand. Thailand <laughs> girls were you know 13 years old, it looked like. It was like, come on, yeah. like, leave them be. They're just happy to be there. <laughs> I mean, I will say, uh, like, Mallory Pugh's, that was her first World Cup goal ever. Sure. Uh, Rose Levine, sure. her first goal, first World Cup goal ever. So. Exciting. I get it. Hey, it's no. the World Cup. That's not even close to the worst team in, in, in the World Cup. It's close. It's, they're the 32nd ranked team in the, in the world. Yay. Yeah. Only, only like 32 make the tournament. Lou, yeah, there's only 24 teams yeah. in the tournament. I don't know. I'm just saying. How'd they even get in? World Cup. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? You're just they qualified saying. in the region. The worst team in the, <laughs> Jamaica is like ranked 56 in FIFA. Yeah, rankings. they're in it too. Like, there's some bad teams in there. Jamaica's anyway, there's a lot less. Their full, first ever goal today. Yep. And they lost 4 1. You think Jamaica would be good? The, they're, they've my, got some people down there. My pops, uh, star of the year, I think I'm going to give it to Nathan McKinnon. He was just so impressive all year. So fun to watch. Every time you watch and you scoring an overtime goal, we're just beasting people up. Uh, and then in the playoffs, he was great. Fought through injuries, just carried the Avs. Uh, had a really good, co- good couple upsets. So he was one of my favorite guys to watch. He just like stands out to me when I think about the year. So uh, shout out to Max Whitman, Nathan McKinnon. You got a good guy there. Kids, uh, yeah, my pop star of the year is Alex Ovechkin. I feel like uh, on more podcasts than any other player, we were stroking off Alex Ovechkin because he was—he just had such an exciting year. I'm so glad we got into it, and we have a guy like Ovi who just sits in one spot and scores slap shot goals. Uh, but <laughs> ever since like the uh the cup run two years ago and and this past year he's been playing uh 
more Crosby-esque, I guess, if you will, more of a team game. And he's brought his level so high, and he had another 50-goal season this year. I mean, unbelievable. Alex Ovechkin. Sage, remember when we were recording? or I was recording with Spencer, and we were watching the World Championships, and I was just like, oh, it's three on three right now. And Ovechkin is just standing on top of the circle, has not moved. Like <laughs> so the crazy, the crazy thing is, he doesn't have to move. If like if he gets that shot off, it goes in. I don't care what goalie you are, how many guys you have in the way, that thing just goes in. <laughs> also, uh, special uh, pop star of the year shout out to you boys. Uh, it's been. It's been a shit ton of fun. We're we're not stopping, so don't think this is the end, people. But uh, but man, if we're wrapping up the season, we'll call uh, next episode Heinemann Brothers Hockey Show Season Two, well, and yeah, uh, we can go Season One Point Five. Mm, off Season One. Off season, yeah. <laughs> season Season Two coming to you this October. <laughs> yes. There are no off seasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Also, I saw the the Islanders uh, release their preseason schedule. Uh, it's weird. It's two. It's two back to back against the Flyers, home and home, and then it's like two against the Red Wings, and then it ends with a home and home against the Rangers. That seems like not. Oh, I guess. Yeah, preseason is dumb. Uh, the Flyers play in Switzerland. I want to fucking go, but I don't know. I think the. Hopefully the Red Sox don't make playoffs. They lost in 17 innings tonight. So, Oof. in Minnesota, don't you know? Minnesota, the U.S. men just just won in Minnesota. Yeah, beat, boy, uh, beat some Guyana, Guyana, tiny island in the Caribbean. Goalie was uh, bad or nothing. Yeah. Uh, but if that's gonna be it. Um, as always, check out Parlors. We're getting new music on the 21st. Uh, so we will see you probably next week. Uh, next week's part, or it'll be like a half week for you, you listeners. Sorry about that, boys. Um, but we'll maybe have a new song for you. Um, so go check them out. They have another show coming up. I don't have that info in front of me right now, but uh, go follow them on Instagram and Facebook. They got a single coming out on Friday. Yeah, new music, 21st. Lemon Ice. Um, as always, you can follow us on our social media. Lemon we are at the Heineken Brothers Hockey Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Lemon Ice. Ah.